Welcome to the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. We're dispensing stories of success from across the continuum of care. I'm your host, Hillary Blackburn. Thanks for joining us to learn from leaders throughout the pharmacy industry. This podcast is sponsored by TheraWorks Relief. Many of you get sore, achy legs from standing all day or get asked about painful foot and leg cramps. If so, you're going to want to hear about TheraWorks Relief, a clinically proven topical foam that prevents and relieves muscle cramps and soreness. Learn more at theraworksrelief.com. Hey listeners, in today's episode, we've got a collaboration between the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast and RX Radio's Richard Waith. Richard was able to join me and Nashville, so it's fun when we get to hang out in person, and he and his wife came over, and we spent a lot of time together, and we're able to record this episode for you. Hope you enjoy it. This is the part two conversation of our episode from last week. But before we get into the episode, I want to tell you about a friend, Blair Meyer's new course that she's putting together over at Pharmapreneur Academy to help you start your consulting business. And we've got a free $50 off for the first month if you use the code TTYP50. So head on over to pharmapreneuracademy.com slash REF slash 20, the number 20, and use code TTYP50 to get $50 off the first month. Hey guys, it's Richard and Hillary. We're here in Nashville. <laughs> so excited. Uh, Richard and I have been, we've known about each other, collaborated, done some fun things, and it's exciting to finally meet. That's awesome. I feel like uh, you know, I, I, I didn't do a post MBA or anything like that, um, after pharmacy school, but being in my current role, I'm actually, and, and attending some of these conferences, like I'm at RBC Cardinal this week mm-hmm. and just talking to all these pharmacies and all, and what this particular conference is all like independent pharmacy owners for the most part or small yeah. chain owners. Mm-hmm. And it's just interesting to hear them talk about like what their struggles are mm-hmm. and what they're looking for now. Mm-hmm. The takeaway that I'm getting from like a, like a lot of these independent pharmacies is that yeah. there's 20,000 independent pharmacies out there. Uh-huh. And this is uh, who I'm speaking to now is someone that's trying to think of starting something themselves or looking for different ways that they can have a role in pharmacy. Yeah, If you can find a way to tap into helping an independent pharmacy either stay competitive, um, mm-hmm. help them grow their business, help them save money. Yeah. If you can develop something and it could be the smallest thing. Yeah. But if you if you and if you think about it, even if the pharmacy is paying you ten dollars a month mm-hmm. to do something crazy and the the market for independent pharmacies is twenty thousand different pharmacies, that can scale up pretty quickly. Right. And can be a viable business option for people. So mm-hmm. I'm just like in just the wake of all the news and all the negativity, just like if someone's out there thinking about, oh, man, like what can I do? Yeah. And especially if you're working in a pharmacy now, like you're seeing all this stuff day to day, especially right. if you're at a community pharmacy, start thinking about ways that you can save a pharmacy money somehow yeah. or help them grow their business and just, you know, find people that can help you with developing a business plan. You right. might not be the full entrepreneurial like, skill set, mm-hmm. but if you find if you have an idea and you partner with someone that can help you execute on that, yeah. I mean, that's a viable business option. So going back to the biggest takeaway and then you kind of hit on it. You got to look at what are the pain points 
you don't need to just create something just because you think it's cool. You've got to look at, you know, like it, is there, what's the problem? And then how are you going to solve it? So if you just create something that people maybe don't need, I mean, maybe they want it, but they don't need it. Mm. Um, then, you know, you've got maybe a product that's not going anywhere. So like same, even going back to like, you know, pharmacists who are wanting to get embedded in um, ambulatory care settings and and doing more of the concierge pharmacy. Um, You've got to look at, okay, well, what are the physicians struggling with the most? Is it maybe the genomic testing? Is it, you know, they can't, um, maybe they're getting dinged on a certain disease state. Um, So find out like what it is and then how can you solve for that? Yeah. So what are you, um, what are you the most excited about, like with pharmacy? Like, what if you can think of like maybe it's like a product or, yeah, maybe if it's in the industry. Even if you want to talk about like maybe, oh, how about the cannabis industry? Because I feel like you are like really in that <laughs> space and you know like what, what's the state of that right now? Yeah, I mean like where are we going? Well, I actually just saw an article on how so we're seeing consolidation happening in the industry. Um, you're seeing it in, you know, um, manufacturing industry. So, you know, we used to, uh, you had like 10 or 20 manufacturers all making a product. Now you're seeing them consolidate. They're buying others, mergers, acquisitions. Um, we're seeing that happen really fast in the cannabis industry. So they're like, um, like kind of narrowing down and then like, looking at their market based on like, okay, well, are they going to like say like Walmart, like everyday low prices, are they going to go for like the low price? Are they going to like, they're competing for, you know, like where, like do people want the like upscale luxury brand? Like maybe like skin, maybe they're going to market that they've got this really high end thing, or maybe they're going to stick to like the low end. So like you're, it's still going to kind of break out. Um, so I did see an article on that, but where pharmacy fits in, in that space. Speaking of education, are you aware of the 2014 drug disposal of controlled substances ruling that regards safe disposal of unused medications? Well, we're lucky to have RX Destroyer sponsoring the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. RX Destroyer ready to use chemical drug disposal systems are safe, easy, and affordable products, which protect the environment and can save thousands in fines. To get more information on products, training, and medication waste compliance, check out www.rxdestroyer.com slash talk to your pharmacist. Um, I think we got to get trained up on it, which is kind of you know, hopefully what I'll be releasing soon, um, some training. And then I think that, that we're the experts on how to, you know, educate. You've got to, we've, you know, you've got lots of states that either require pharmacists Mm. to be involved in the dispensing. Some states require that. Some states are requiring pharmacists to do the counseling. Um, So I think that there's going to be a lot of opportunity for, um, pharmacists to come in. I mean, even within like functional medicine, I mean, I think that there's just so many different things that, you know, if you have any kind of interest, you can kind of like find niche down and kind of go in that space. Interesting. Yeah. What are you seeing? Um, you're really into the, the digital space. Mm -hmm. I feel like digital health is a really exciting thing. What are you seeing? You're in the thick of that. 
um, over at VUCA? So the most exciting thing that I think is coming, I mean, there's obviously everyone's trying everything, right? Like at mm-hmm. some point, everyone's trying wearables. Everyone's trying VR, AR, machine learning. Right. Like there's any sort of buzzword that you could think about in technology. Mm-hmm. Someone in healthcare is trying to see how that can like help improve outcomes and um, change behavior. Yeah. The thing that I'm seeing has the most potential mm-hmm. and probably is the most realistic that can really have an impact on how we educate patients, we connect with patients is um, voice uh, devices. Um, Amazon so, Alexa. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Google Home, Alexa, the yeah, Apple Yeah, you created pod. some uh, Alexa trainings already, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I've, I've worked on um, flash briefings. Um, so mm-hmm. uh, just a quick shout out. My wife has a flash briefing called The Wall Daily on Alexa. And um, flash briefings are basically like, imagine like reading headlines through a newspaper. Like when you go to like, you, you know, your favorite website, and you want to just look through the different headlines. Yeah. A flash briefing is that same thing, just an audio version. So you could you mm-hmm. can enable like NPR, you can enable the weather channel yeah. or, you know, the news channel. And you could say, hey, Alexa, play my flash briefings. And okay. then it'll give you quick snippets of what those companies created for audio. Uh, so it's so like, how is pharmacy or how is what where do you see that for health? Well, for healthcare, what should happen and what I might do if I could find some time to do it is like someone should do in a flash briefing that basically gives you you know, quick updates on what's going on in the news, like in, in the healthcare news, you know, like yeah. that should be a, a, a flash briefing. Yeah. Um, but on, on the, the flip side, there's these things called skills, which are basically like apps. Mm-hmm. And if you think about what happened with the iPhone and the app store, yeah, you know, like the, fr- I think one of the first apps for the iPhone was like someone drinking a beer, like yeah. on the iPhone. I don't know if you remember that, but now there's obviously hundreds of thousands of apps on the app store. Mm-hmm. And obviously almost everything that everyone does nowadays is some sort of app in the app store. Like we look at Facebook, Instagram, Google maps, like it's all apps yeah. on the iPhone. Yeah. So if you think about that wave of technology, how that happened over the last 10 years, right. A whole new frontier is happening with that with voice. Okay. So just as how you have these like Alexa devices right. and these Google homes, Mm-hmm. It's basically a platform where there's a, there's a store. It's called they're called skills where mm-hmm. you can build and design all these different skills that people can interact with through voice. Mm-hmm. So with healthcare, what's starting to happen is people are creating healthcare skills on these Alexa devices and all these like voice devices. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be a time, and I have large companies that I've spoken with that says we're doing this where you can actually say it's it's not it's not live yet but over the over the course of the next 2 years people yeah. are going to be able to say hey alexa look they're going to be looking at their vial and say hey alexa please refill prescription number 12345 mm-hmm. and that's going to be tied directly to the pharmacy on the back end for them to be able to fill a, a prescription Amazon. yeah well, well, Amazon. So <laughs> I'm sure that's going I'm, I'm sure, sure that's, that's part of their plan but, but the cool thing is is that Amazon is the is really the platform. Just as how right. Apple is the platform, yeah, they're not gonna they're not gonna um, prevent other companies from coming and creating totally. on top of it. So there's exactly. gonna be like the retailers are gonna be doing this like normal. Mm-hmm. Um, but that to me is probably the coolest like real frontier that I see. Yeah, in healthcare, that's like tangible. And you yeah. think about it like it's these devices are cheap. And I, I had a podcast about it, really going through it, but right. These devices are thirty dollars mm-hmm. to get into your house. An iPhone's a thousand. Yeah. Right. Um, they're easy to communicate with. All you have to do is know how to speak. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to learn how to use you know yeah. a crazy iPhone, which 
nowadays sounds sounds you know difficult, but if you hand an iPhone to someone who's a little bit older, right, it's going to be a, a challenge for them. Yeah. But if you put an Alexa device in front of them, they could actually engage with that much easier. Right. So that's yeah. a real big frontier for that I'm really seeing. So I love that you mentioned about getting daily briefings on what's happening in in healthcare. So um, I try to stay up to date on that even just within the small healthcare space, but yeah. there's so much that's happening. Um, yeah, that's going to be a challenge to try to like get that out as quickly as possible and to distill it. It's like a full-time job. We, I mean, for instance, um, m- many of the large systems companies, they all have advocacy teams dedicated to essentially lobbying or, you know, staying in touch with, the congressional leaders, what are the bills happening, and then how does that impact their organization? Yeah. So I think that that's something that um, actually uh, I'm with APHA, I'm on uh, the Care for the Underserved SIG, and we're going to have an advocacy group. Um, so within that small niche for Care for the Underserved, um, my colleague Lisa Scholes and I will be um, leading that. Lisa's going to chair. I'm co-chairing. Lisa does head of she's head of industry relations for Century Data Systems. She's had a long history within the 340B space, so caring for underserved is really important to her. Um, and so she's she's got that knows that. I'm really passionate about that too. But yeah, it's a lot to keep up with. Yeah, it's a challenge. I mean, like I, I subscribe to like the FDA alerts to get some things. I also do Smart Brief, which basically just like yeah. fills my inbox with different things. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, there's so much information out there that's like always happening. And then sometimes right. like you miss something, and then you almost get anxiety if like you didn't check it. It's like, what did I miss? And I miss the news that happens to me all the time. It's right, like, it sucks, but yeah, it's tough. It's how to like manage all of your inbox. So like I'm, you know, checking like Becker's advisory board. I mean, APHA's daily briefings are, are good too. Mm-hmm. Um, but I gotta yeah. get on that. But yeah, you've got to. I don't think I get the APHA ones. Yeah. Well, they do a good summary. It's pharmacies, pretty pharmacy specific. Yeah. But um, yeah, you you got to look at. Um, gosh, there's a couple other ones um, like from an attorney. Uh, oh, drug channels. I, mm-hmm. I Adam Fine. Adam Fine's yeah, drug channels. Man. Yeah. He um he comes out with some he's he's uh, not messing around. No, he is legit. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> I saw him speak actually. Uh, he was at I think it was I was at um Assembia. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was at Assembia and he's really deep into the industry and right. Um, but that I'm kind of like a watchdog. Yeah, I'm pretty confident that's like his full time job though, where it's like yes. he's all he's doing is like the blog and um he speaking. has yeah speaking roles and things mm-hmm. like that, which is great. Um, but yeah, he's legitimate. If you're not following drug channels, especially for the specialty and pharmacy space, I mean, he's legitimate. Right. He watches out for 340B, mm-hmm. all different kinds of of areas of pharmacy for sure. Yeah. He's like the definition of an expert. <laughs> yeah. One day. Yeah. One he's, day. We got to try to get there. <laughs> we got to get yeah. there. If you want to be an expert, you have to go look up him and see what he does. And that's like how you do it. Yes. So he's legit. Yeah. Because, you know, when you think about, like, who's who's the experts and the, like, so many people are experts in clinical mm-hmm. pharmacy. Like, you can look out and say, okay, well, somebody's, you know, really got specialty pharmacy dialed in. Like, I mean, we're, we're right here in Nashville, Vanderbilt. 
does an awesome job of that. There's mm-hmm. lots of other groups that are like really excelling in specialty pharmacy. Um, but when it comes to having a grasp on all of that, yeah. um, like an Adam Fine, I mean, that's like yeah. kind of a goal. So, well, I'm pretty proud to say that I'm pretty sure like my expertise has over time has just become in making memes. So <laughs> that's that is what I am super really good at, and I'm proud of it. Yes, my meme skills are impeccable. Meme so. skills, <laughs> add that to your resume. That is going on the resume. If I ever, I hope I never have to give my resume out again. But if I do, that is going to be on there, like yeah. professional meme maker. So speaking of, you didn't have to give your resume when you got the VUCA job, did no. you? No. Yeah, so, they came to you. Yeah, so mm-hmm. it was really great, and and the the way that played out was I was actually um, I was in, I was an intern essentially with the with the company when they were just a startup in school. Mm-hmm. And honestly, like the my building of my brand and yep. just like they uh, the founders were kind of following Impressed me through by that. You, yeah. And um, yeah, I, I didn't apply. There was no opening for this where I reached out and applied. They reached out and said, hey, you know, we're considering that like it wasn't an immediate like, hey, here's a job. Like I did have mm-hmm. to interview and do things like that still. Yeah, totally. um, And, you know, I think they had other people that they were considering. So it, right. it was something that I still had to make sure I was like, you know, um, willing to step up and, and take that role. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but it was something that they kind of came to me, I think, because they saw mm-hmm. like the brand that I was doing and all the content I was making, my passion for the industry. So, yeah, you know, but yeah, hopefully on that resume. Su- and you know, the thing about resumes too, like at some point we all kind of have the same resume. Yeah. So and I feel like what really helps you stick out is like, you know, what is it that you're passionate about? Um, right. What can people see from you? How do they interact with you? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, do you work with them? Does your personalities, you know, work yeah. well? Does your skill set bring something unique, you know, that someone else might not have in mind? Because I just feel like these resumes, a lot of times, like people overthink it a lot. Um, I'm, I'm also wondering if LinkedIn is becoming like what people look to. Because I know for a fact that most people, when they're looking up a candidate. I look on LinkedIn, number one. LinkedIn first, definitely. But sometimes they'll check other things too, like Twitter, Instagram, things like that. So it's like... I go online anytime I'm going to meet with somebody. Like if I'm searching for guests or things or just, you know, any type of business, LinkedIn Mm -hmm. for sure. Although I hate the spammers. Oh my God, these freaking guys, man. (laughs) Like I'm always getting an email about stuff and it's just like, the majority of it is like financial planners. If you're a pharmacist now and you're like going to (laughs) be... And a pharmacist is in your profile. Just be prepared, and you're on LinkedIn, and be prepared for about ten different financial. Plan- and not saying that they're bad, but like it's like usually you get one like right out of school. Yeah. But then like you're gonna get a message from one every week. Right. Um. From some point. So yeah, yeah. that's kind of difficult to deal with. There but. are are skills that <laughs> that are now being taught in pharmacy school, like thanks to like the your financial pharmacist mm-hmm. guys bringing awareness about being you know aware of your finances and um again entrepreneurship um things that you know maybe weren't taught in curriculums earlier but you've just got to have to building your linkedin profile Mm -hmm. how to communicate like it's all about communication these days like i mean i've got students that send emails like they're texting and you know you've got to like uphold that professionalism First and foremost, so. I agree. I agree. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, that's pretty much all I got. I mean, yeah. I'm not sure if you want to talk about anything else on here. 
think we're good. Yeah. We covered a lot of bases. Cool. Yeah. Did you see our, our recent thing about the uh, OMG uh, pharmacy Which, by any chance? Uh, so like with RX Radio, so we're, we're um, the last episode for, for our podcast it was, was my wife and myself where we basically read crazy pharmacy stories. Oh, yes. Okay. So um, if you have any. Yeah. Or if anyone that's listening on Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast and you have a story that's mm-hmm. funny, like a funny story in a pharmacy or a crazy story. Yeah. Please email me and let me know so I can re- like we can talk about it on my podcast because yeah. that would be helpful. You can email that to omg at rxradio.fm. Yeah. Or just send me a message on social media. Awesome. Yeah. But well, thanks, everyone, for tuning in. I appreciate it. Um, how can people... Uh, connect with you back on social media yeah so on instagram at talk to your pharmacist um also on facebook i've got a website um www.pharmacyadvisory.com all the show notes and and different things about services things also linkedin um but you know don't spam her something about linkedin though (laughs) is i so appreciate it when people actually send a note yeah like if you want to be a guest or if you have a reason that you're reaching out, like, like if, or maybe you listen to the podcast, like I love getting notes that are like, Hey, I just listened to your podcast. Um, love the episode. That is so helpful. Yeah. And it's like so much more meaningful than to just get like a ad as a friend type of yeah, thing. Definitely. So yeah. And, so, and there's lots of different ways to find you as well. Yeah. So every social media platform, you can find the podcast. It's at rxradio.fm. Uh, and then obviously my name is Richard Waith. If you want to connect with me on any, you know, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn as well. Right. Um, and then the company is called VUCA Health. It's Via's and Victor. You umbrella, C's and Charlie, A's and Apple, VUCA Health. If you want to see what I'm up to there. But thanks, everyone. Thanks. And if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to check out the show notes at www.pharmacyadvisory.com. And I wanted to share that we've got a new podcast. If you are interested in medical cannabis, learning about what that is, learning about some of the other natural products, uh, we're going to have a new podcast called Natural Products Resource Center. And you can check out that. Uh, We'll still be doing the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast featuring pharmacy leaders and talking about trends. But the Natural Products Resource Center will be an additional podcast where you can learn specifically things about medical cannabis and that space. And if you want to find out more, check out the website www.npr.center. Thanks for listening to this episode of Talk to Your Pharmacist, produced by the Pharmacy Advisory Group. If you liked this episode, let us know by subscribing to the podcast, rating, and reviewing it. Share it with friends. And if you want to be a guest or know a pharmacist leader who has a great story to tell, connect with me, Hillary Blackburn, on LinkedIn and check out our Facebook page, Pharmacy Advisory Group, for updates on new podcasts. Thanks for listening. Hey, listeners, be sure to check out our newest podcast called the Natural Products Resource Center. It will be coming out in September of 2019 and we can't wait for you to check it out. All things natural products uh, will be focused on medical cannabis at first 
and then we'll be branching to other natural products topics but be sure to follow us over there we've got a new podcast coming out and we're excited to share with you